Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode. Today we're going to be talking about The Bear Season 2, a show that I quite enjoyed because it was just as good as the first one, and I would even say it was a little bit even better. Um, but with today, I have here with me, as always, Chef Raul. <laughs> howdy, howdy. And Chef Ramon. Hey guys. And guys, I mean, we got we got a lot to talk about. Last time, I think just the introduction of the first season took us 10 minutes. So hopefully we can speed up a little bit about it and get our thoughts about the second season. But I do want to warn you, I brought a fork and I plan on holding onto this fork throughout the whole episode. And I, 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 I just hope that I don't have to use it at any point. But, uh, but let's, let's, let's go. Let's do this. Uh, now, now I'm terrified, man. It's here. It's here. I'm holding it. Uh, but, but, Ro, you were the most passionate and the most hungry to talk about the show. So go for it. Well, dude, uh, honestly, this show, this season was for me at least was a big step up from the first season so like i I never saw the first season when when it was out it wasn't until ramon suggested that that we watch it and and it was fine i liked it um it, it was good but then watching this season it was i felt everything like i got i got super like into it i i i i got attached to all the characters to carm to sydney mm-hmm. to would, to Marcus, would you say, to, would you say to was Ch- would you say it was Chef's kiss? Oh yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it, it was it was awesome, and and it, it was it was a good story, and and it kind of followed several different stories at once. It kind of followed like uh, Carmi's story, Sydney's, Claire, or like Carm with with Claire. And then the the whole like the restaurant transformation, Richie, um, and then like the family in general. It it even followed Michael a little bit more too, um, and, and it kind of you kind of got more context. You you and you kind of got more journey out of all of them, and 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 kind of everything that they're all going through and their personalities and how they're dealing with the, this super stressful situation and uh, even Sugar and and her pregnancy. And then at one point, dude, in this season, there's even a point where you feel like where you like Pete. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's so, true. yeah, it's just kiss. <laughs> and then for me, I still can't. I haven't debated, or I mean, I haven't debated enough, or I haven't figured out exactly what season like better yet. And and it's funny to say that because like I I can see why people are gonna think this season. It's a little bit better, but I think I'm still drawn to the idea that the original season or the first season was kind of that introduction, right? Like I made the analogy in the old episode that it was kind of like a new boss coming in, a new manager, a new chef, um, who's really kind of just kind of taking everything in, not changing too much, but obviously he has some plans ahead. And then that whole season was really a kind of discovery and really working with the systems and things that were there, even though they were being changed. And this season was definitely more breakdown, right? It was more about character development, which, again, obviously we love because we did see some great stories, like Raul said. Um, for me, it kind of what threw me off a little bit, and then perhaps maybe is why I'm undecided about how good the season is, is because then, yes, we did spend a lot of time on just the characters that I think the whole craziness of the restaurants switched a little bit back, right? Like, we weren't really focused on that too much, which is okay, because, again... 
some phenomenal like writing when it comes to these characters and some great stories. Um, but I actually feel the opposite about what the season was for Carmi. I feel like this was like the let me sit back and let everyone else do their thing type. And very evident in the very last episode, which we'll eventually talk about. But it, it really seemed like it was like he finally has this idea set up. Everybody finally bought in and now they're executing, right? But as we're executing, here's Carmi distracted doing a few other things so then a basically the rest of the team takes on the whole show and so again undecided but at the same time really 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 freaking good and obviously undecided because they're both really good so no i I mean i'm gonna have some questions as we're talking about this but i agree with you ramon i don't know i like this season a lot but i felt that hulu released all the episodes at once and it might have been because if they would not have done that People might have been complaining about the first few episodes. Not that they weren't good, but I feel like there could have been some complaint there. To me, this show did not kick into third gear till we finally got to that sixth episode. And then the sixth, the seventh, eight, and the ninth, like they were some of my favorite ones. And those are the ones that just kind of like are in my head and I can't forget them. But some of the earlier episodes, they were a little bit like interesting. Like there was a Sydney episode and then the one where, you know, they're out of the country. So that was kind of interesting from a, Hey, I get to see the city of Chicago, even though we live here and we, you know, we all been there <laughs> or, you know, we get to see Denmark, I believe is the country he visited, which was lovely. So, but I do have those concerns. Like you said, Ramon, I think the first episode was a little bit more, that the first season was a little bit more chaotic, almost like their chaos menu. And I like that, that the first season was it's so chaotic, all of them, like all of them, I couldn't even tell you which one was my favorite. Cause I think all of them had a little bit of like my favorite. Uh, what made that season great because all of them had a little sprinkle of like chaos in them this one was a little bit more chill and touching on your point about carmy like dude is carmen even a good chef like i almost started questioning that i'm like have we ever really seen him like cook or really do something badass in the kitchen so those are the kind of things that i kind of i mean is he though like he can lead and we know he's a good chef because they keep telling him he's a good chef but is he really the best of the best? Like, that's what I'm really here to call out. <laughs> well, well, like every other thing that we talk about in this uh, podcast, you know, we, we have these characters that have that reputation that precedes them. Like before we even get to meet them, they're already like some badass like person. Right. And we mentioned <laughs> that before, too. It was it's exactly the same thing with Carmi, where you really don't you weren't there through his experience besides like the flashback with his like old New York um, restaurant um the the abuse and everything else but i feel like yes we focus way more on his like uh mental psychological trauma than we do his like actual making stuff the one thing though as like a a previous teacher and a manager myself and all this stuff the one thing where you see is like yes he's an excellent mentor like uh, the way that he inspires these people and he reinforces them especially in this season right because everybody's kind of growing and they're kind of getting their own they're finally figuring it out those little bits and pieces absolutely he's great at doing that but yeah i think you're right but no i mean there's (laughs) enough there's enough there already that we know and obviously all the freaking hookups right because throughout the season we see how many people he hooked up like when he sent marcus to copenhagen that was like one of the top like chefs up there too right like that's an amazing experience um when he sent richie to that one restaurant that we'll talk about later same thing too one of the top restaurants in in this chicago And, and same thing too so like even if you didn't know he was a great cook, everybody knows he's a great chef, right? Yeah. And in all the restaurants that Sydney visited throughout the time, everybody, like, well, they knew her, but then, you know, everyone knows the reputation, too. So, yeah, of course, didn't see the man in action as much, but, you know, it's there. It's that whole, like, yeah. thing, it happened before you saw it, so just got to believe it. Gotta no, trust. I agree with that, I man. I agree. It's like, we're not here to learn how he became the best. He's already the best, so we don't yeah. need to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I... I 
I will give you that. And honestly, it probably was really smart of Hulu to, to drop all of them con, uh, all at once. Because, yeah, like th- those first several episodes, they kind of all like blur together. And, and it's all like build up. It's it's all kind of building up like the individual stories and, and building up kind of what what's going to climax at, at, at those last few episodes where 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 you see Sydney and Carm kind of uh, in conflict, and then Carm in general in conflict with the restaurant, with especially in the last episode when he's realizing that that he's that he didn't have, uh, he wasn't paying all the attention that he should have had, and that he didn't make all the decisions that that he should have made because he was distracted um, by 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 Claire as he told her in the fridge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then you kind of see sugar, and then you and then you get glimpses of the past. Fin- finally, in that that giant episode with like a billion cameos, with like amazing acting, with with so much like I don't know, there, there was so much in Dude. in that one episode. I I think we could do like the whole this episode <laughs> on just that one episode. Dude, you 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 weren't there to see my reaction, but my face was like. Uh, hell no! Like, like I was just sorry for nobody that's uh, only like listening to us. Like I just expressed how yeah. my face was just open mouth throughout the whole time as I these cameos. I I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, holy smokes! Like, how, I I mean, let, let I mean, it's not like a Brad Pitt, but them themselves have done so much work in other stuff that I have legit love for all of them. So like to me, they were like, oh my god, these are like a stars. Even obviously, they weren't like Angelique Jolie or Brad Pitt or Jennifer Aniston, but like they were to me still very amazing cameos that I couldn't believe I was getting but them better. all in one shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would well, say so. Yeah. Dude, so okay, okay, I think so. So, 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 in case anybody hasn't seen this in episode six, you're gonna get uh, obviously uh, <laughs> John Bernthal's Michael, and then you get uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as as uh, their mom. Um, and then you also get um, uh, Jillian Jacobs, who's uh, Rich's wife, apparently. Um, and then dude, you also, dude, was you, she on the? Was oh. she in the? Was she in the past? In the last season, did we ever see her? I thought we saw her, and like, and I was like, was that a recast, or am I just I crazy just, with that? I just remember I her as an ambiguous blonde. That's I remember as a blonde, and that's it. Not to okay. say anything about that, but it's just that that's really what I ever saw. So okay, but I do like that yeah. they bring her a little bit back later on. They had better call Saul, and they yeah. called yeah, him. yeah, like, oh, Bob, Bob uh, Olinker. You got John Mulaney, yep. Sarah Paulson, um, yeah. and 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 it, it just like. I don't know. It, it was just pretty sudden because they added all these like big names into this like kind of lower tier like or with, with to a cast that that wasn't like a giant cast with, with yeah. like a ton of famous super super famous people. It's a lot of like character actors, a lot, a lot of more uh, low key actors. That well, before have we get to big, come on. Well, be sorry. Before we get to dessert, like, is there any part yeah. in the beginning that, like, one of the most important things I think in the beginning that I thought really was really significant is, uh, freaking their uncle, um, Oh my God, Jimmy, Uncle Jimmy really giving them that like really kind of like that's what would be the stressor above it all, right? Like before everything yeah. kind of starts, you Cicero, have, uh, right? yeah, For anybody Cicero, that's like, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. So it's like Jimmy Cicero, like the uncle, he basically tells them, right? Cause at this point, 
you know, Carmi and, and, and that and that um, sugar confess that they have the money, right? And but they want an investment, and it's kind of a funny situation. But like, basically, they're asking for more money, even though like Michael kept the money, they're keeping the money. They want to reinvest in themselves, but they still need more money. And you know, their uncle Jimmy's so happy to do it because not not only one is family, but also he has the ulterior motive that he does want that property because not that he wants them to fail, but he thinks it's gonna fail, right? Yeah. One of the big premises throughout last season and this season it's all about how like the restaurant business as great as it is it's just not holding steady in the economy and you see throughout the the show lots of like businesses close down lots of restaurants so anyways us knowing that the whole jimmy and the stakes that he puts on the team i think that's what sets the whole season because he basically tells them okay i'm gonna give you the money but i need you to deliver like asap and i think he gives them what like three months or four months No, so 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 Carmi says eighteen months. Eighteen months. Yeah. That, yeah. that they would pay him back in full in eighteen yeah. months. Yeah. But but they still have to do the renovation and open up the new restaurant and then become profitable and then be able to and then raise the the like half a million that he was gonna give him. Yeah, and so he basically said like whatever the time he gave him because I I think it kind of shifted at one point because they're like well let's you know push it up a little bit but I think in general like the whole idea of like him being like okay I want you to succeed here's the money but I need you to do it in this time if you don't do it in this time as much as I love you this place is mine I'm freaking turning that thing down and I'm gonna make it into something else and I think that did really set the whole like tone of it right because then the whole at least first few episodes as unexciting as we were making them sound it does have a lot of that chaos right like they're trying to do all the re like the rebuilding all the reconstruction they're dealing with permits like permits was a whole freaking mess <laughs> whole freaking mess um do, and do yeah that, so I, it's, I, it's a great way to start yeah like i deal with permits in my job for businesses <laughs> including restaurant bars so like let me tell you like it's hard for them to get permits and sometimes it delays them opening and sometimes we got to start charging rent even though they might not open for another six months man so it's fucking crazy so i I totally understand that that kind of hit me one question that i have for you guys is another one look like sydney throughout this whole season she acts like she's a partner like hey i'm doing this restaurant and i'm doing it with my partner uh carmen but dude, in reality, like, why is she a partner? Like, she's not really bringing in the financials. She's not really bringing anything other than her skills. Why she's why is why are they making her such a big part of this pie? Where I don't feel like she should be big part of this pie. All to me, all that she ever did was like, hey, she came in because she recognized that this guy was talented. She wanted to learn from him. She wanted to be part of the team. And now all of a sudden, in the second season, she's like big into like, this is my business and we got to make it succeed. And these are my dishes. And I don't get that unless they had some agreement that I just didn't catch. Like, can you guys uh, back me up on that or explain to me a little bit more why Sydney's so invested in this? I mean, I you're definitely talking to a person who is not a crazy fan of Sydney. Like, obviously, I love Sydney as the the... The part that she belongs to the team and to Carmi, but also I am the one person that I was watching this with my wife. And the whole time I'm like, dude, he could just say, get the hell out of here anytime if he really wanted to, right? Like he gets, he can. Cause in reality, like you're, you're right, Carlos. Like she's not like a a financial investor. No, she's not like any, she's, you know, she didn't have the history. Uh, which I guess Carmi kind of didn't besides the fact that it was family, but it's like, you know, she was brand new to everything. So yeah, I think in leg- in legitimacy, Carlson, to explain at least what I think the, the, the relationship became and why she is a partner, it's more of like she's the one that helped Carmi set up what they had going by the end of the original beef, right? So like she was there, she became the sous chef, she helped them really develop the team, whether she seems like that she's like, I, I don't think she's that 
like great with people but the show like everybody loves her so there's something that perhaps i'm missing too but i don't see that like i cannot be motivated by someone like that so anyways little bits and pieces but i think that carmen is just at a he was at a state of distress so like such in a weird point in life that he needs like that anchor he needs another person so it's like yes he can do it by himself but can he because he's so mentally fucked up from everything that happened with his brother you know we obviously found out that the mom is a huge reason why any of them in that family were really fucked up and so it just seems like that sydney became the anchor sydney became someone else that is a good chef someone that is talented in a way or two um and that she really does have the experience to kind of help them but yeah as far as financials or anything logistically i don't think she really does have any real claim at a partner so it, it's actually nice of carmy to be like cool yeah i i yeah. i want you to be part of this yeah because like, so, everybody so, was so warning I her have, yeah right so i do have a couple of things that 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 kind of explain her behavior a little bit and, and and here's what i think happened um so i i i'm pretty sure that they don't like explicitly say this but i think she might have become like the head chef because oh, she yeah. also uh, asked tina to be the the sue the, the the sous chef uh, that's why they sent her to, to uh, culinary school and all that stuff. And then um, I, I think what what they did was was Carmi just became kind of like more of the owner and mm. and kind of in charge of the whole restaurant. And then Sydney was just like the 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 food part of it, like the restaurant part of it, and the front of the house was was going to be like a, not Sydney. Um, so so I think since she kind of took over that whole part of it, that's kind of how she was a partner. And then also keep in mind that she wasn't gonna take a paycheck for like six months, um, so so like I know she didn't put in money, but like she, I don't know, she, I don't I don't know, but but <laughs> she she, she yeah. was also like putting in money that way by not taking a paycheck. Then, then no, I guess yeah. I'll blame I'll blame the show on this because they were like setting up the idea yeah. that everybody from other restaurants were like make sure you have a good partner, make sure you trust your partner, make sure yeah, that no. your partner is good. So I think the show did a bad thing showing that because it did make me feel like. Well, why is she so worried if she really doesn't have any stakes? And, like, nobody else is giving her this kind of opportunity. So, at the end of the day, I feel yeah. like she should be thankful more than being, like, doubting, like, oh, should I really go to, like, be the top, the, the the head chef? Like, come on. Like, you're, it's been a little bit ridiculous. So, I guess maybe that's my complaint on the showrunners or mm -hmm. the show story. Because I do like Sydney, Ramon. I would say I like Sydney as a friend. I like, I like when she talks to you, like, in a calming <laughs> way. And she's explaining it to you. I feel like at the end of the day, like, I was just like so stressed and i'm like let me call my best friend because i just need to like calm down like she seems like that kind of kind person but same as you i do have some complaints about like you know her role in this whole restaurant but other than that i do say that she seems to be like a very lovely young lady to talk to so i like her for those reasons <laughs> but you do have a point i mean and that's another episode in the beginning that's like really significant and because at this point, I think, yeah, I think by this point, Carmi already reconnects with Claire, right? Claire Bear, who's apparently yeah. is an, an old crush of his that the whole family knows of, the whole family encouraged, as we see in episode six. So it's just, it's an evident thing. So it was easy to reconnect. And, you know, I do want to talk about Claire definitely not as much as I want to, but definitely I want to talk about Claire in a little bit. But anyways, by this point in that episode, <laughs> like, yes, like, Carmi's already distracted with Claire, and he's already somewhere else. Like, you know, he, he kind of does ditch... Um, Sydney like one time when they were supposed to go try different that's the, the scene when they're supposed yeah. to try different restaurants and so yes Carlos it did make it misleading like the show did because everybody was giving her that advice about partners and partners 
that's where I was thinking, like, wait, so what if she doesn't like her partner? She's the one that has to leave because it's not her restaurant. So I guess that is kind of it sounds a little goofy, but I mean, I think that's more on the professional and that's like her thinking is like in reality, yes, if you're going to be partners with someone, whether it's your place or not. Why do you want to work with someone that's not going to be focused, you know, like, so that made sense. Dude, just, it was weird. <laughs> dude, a lot of people are chipping um, Carmen and Sydney. Are you guys have those feels? Like, I don't feel like I feel no. that in any way, so, but a lot so, of people online want them to like, you know, get together. <laughs> so, so at first I thought that there was like, maybe that they were going to be heading in that direction because no. of, uh, because of when he invited her that like, uh, when he said that, uh, 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 our palates are screwed or fried or whatever he said and and, and that they were going to meet at that place and they were going to try a bunch of foods from like all over the city um so so like the the way that that happened it kind of seemed like oh is this gonna start becoming something more but then he like ditched her for claire so so then that kind of threw that off yeah. and and then and then at another part i thought like oh maybe marcus and sydney but then but then Marcus was being such a fucking like oh my god dick bag in that like, that last episode. Like if you go back to my season one rewatch, I said like Marcus should have been fired and like dude get out of here, oh, like yeah. don't even come back. And then oh, this the season donuts, again, yeah. like I'm like dude, like why are you causing all this drama like in the one of the most important days of your job? And I kind of feel bad though at the end because clearly his mom is not doing well, so that kind of made me feel a bit bad for him. But also, he shouldn't die. have been causing that drama. Yeah, he shouldn't have been causing that drama because now he made it completely awkward. And I actually don't think I want Sydney and Marcus to hook up for that reason of how awkward it was. <laughs> but it's kind of so some immaturity in, in Marcus. Oh, yeah, by, by him kind of busting out like that and saying that. But I mean, I do think that obviously that's the relationship. That's where that's going to be. It's like the Sydney and Marcus because they do have like a kind of really, really strong connection as friends. And they were been there for each other, you know, when they both kind of quit in the first season. And then just through this whole like her inspiring him and motivating him and really trying to develop him as a person like he's very appreciative. And again, this is somebody who he tells in this season, oh, I didn't want to be here right but it became it got to a point where it was like do i go work at mcdonald's or like what do i do so then i decided to join like the food industry and you know then so on like as he's discovering that he has the potential to do better sydney also happens to be one of the people that keeps encouraging him and doing it so i think there is something there but yeah still acted like a fool in that last episode and he definitely deserves to be smacked like so she needs to make him earn it but again okay Claire, like, what do you guys think about Claire, man? Because I, I fell in love with her, and I would be mm -hmm. as equally distracted the whole time. But, <laughs> but, boy, boy, but again, so I don't know if you want me to go first. Maybe, maybe you guys go first. Well, how do you feel about Claire? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I kind of felt about Claire the way Sydney felt about Claire. Like, she's, yeah. like you're distracting me. Like, get, get out of here. Like, you're making things so chaotic for Carmen at this point in his life. But, uh, you know, they, they did a nice thing to build up the fact that they've always had a history. But, I mean, other than those cute moments where, like, you saw her beautiful eyes. Like, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm for it. But I honestly... I, I, I honestly man that doesn't care for her. charming smile. <laughs> well... well well, I was going to say, like, I honestly don't have really any attachment to her. If she was to be, like, left and never come back, I'm okay with it. Let's move on to something more interesting. Like, I don't even, I'm not even in this show for that reason. I know everybody wants to see him happy, but, like, no, like, for me, she kind of came and went. And not really anything right now at this point for me. Sorry. Sorry. So, I'll say a few things. So, uh, I think that, that they did an awesome job at casting Claire. 
because she one well obviously she's pretty but like she is and and the way that they develop the character like she's super likable and yeah. they off the bat that they they bring up the fact that she's like a really like good person and then she's a trauma sur- uh, like a trauma doctor or whatever like er doctor so so she helps people for a living she's successful because she's a doctor and then I, she she's known the family forever everyone loves her and then see. her and Carm kind of reconnect and and then and then the the she's really kind of mature about it when when Carm gives her the the wrong number and the, the yeah. way that she reacts she's she's also kind of like outgoing plus she's really cute and like, she has a very cute personality <laughs> So, so I, I I think they kind of made it all like super easy for us to like her. I, I think the problem was like, and you you were more recently in the dating pool than you know me and Ramon. But <laughs> I feel like it would be a situation where like if I come to you and I say like, hey, remember that girl that I introduced you to? Well, like, bro, you got to go out with her because she's great, she's amazing, she's so nice, kind hearted, and you're just like not feeling it. And that was me as the audience. Like I was just not feeling the fact that they just kept throwing like all these twenty things of why she should be like amazing and she's great and it's like dude nobody's that freaking perfect and stop telling me to love her because i don't need you to stop telling me like just make me love her without you telling me the 20 <laughs> reasons why i should love her so i think that was my thing like people just kept telling me and it's like stop telling me i'll fall in love with her on my own god damn <laughs> all right see i i can totally understand where you're coming from carlos but i i mean i definitely raul picked up as some of the stuff that initially is is kind of how i feel about it I think just to kind of not repeat myself with, with what Raul said a little bit, it's like, I think Claire is definitely, yes, besides the, the freaking gorgeous and, and already just like charismatic person, she's the one person in the show that is like the most genuine and nicest. Like she's not to this point has been like mean, a bitch, like anything. Like she's just been straightforward, <laughs> straightforward, supportive. She's being charismatic. She's been charming. I mean, she's Claire Bear. So like yeah. for she, that she reason, out. She, yeah. Well, so for so that reason, you got to think that she does. She she like the show wants you to clearly imagine her as like the perfection of what Carmi needs, right? Carmi is still in distress from like psychological trauma. His brother committed suicide. His mom is like again. We just found out she's like kind of crazy and and manic and all these different things. And clearly the restaurant industry is not easy. He's going through all this stuff. And here comes this person that is kind of like that little piece of heaven, that little like bit that's supposed to kind of like elevate his like more psychological state into like a better place. This is the timing, right? Absolutely not. The timing is shit. But the reason why I do think that she really works for it is because her being uh, or her going to be an ER doctor and being a resident at this point is a perfect comparison to being a chef or being in that food industry. Like who else would understand the chaos and craziness of trying to meet demands and and doing 20 million things at once and all this stuff? It's her, man. And that's why you yeah. don't see any kind of like you don't see anything right. of them like pissing each other off when they talk about work. They love talking about work because they're supportive that they both you, know like you know, the mental thing. I finally figure out why you like her so much because, you know, clearly your <laughs> wife is a nurse and you're obviously seeing a lot of Claire in your current wife. So, you know, that's very sweet of you, Ramon, that you're actually <laughs> reflecting Claire into your own wife. So <laughs> if I was her, I would give you a big old kiss after hearing what? you say all those those great things. For, <laughs> well, for that reason, I hope someone clips it and shows us this. But no, I mean, I, for real, <laughs> but, but for real, though, it, it's just I, I think it, it is. It's like they both have like a great understanding of each other's job without understanding each other's jobs. Right. She's asking a lot of questions about his job. Like, in a sense, she's like, tell me, like, she wants to hear his complaints. She wants to hear his stresses. And I'm sure if he asks, 
which you know asshole because he didn't really ask a whole lot but like clearly <laughs> those, those two jobs are like at the same level of chaos again er doctor perhaps a little bit crazy because that deals with lives but you know we're not playing that game of comparison and, and that's a daily struggle for me but it, you know so anyways at the end of the day like i think yes she's a great great person for him i think the whole having a history it's amazing because it makes it easier it's basically the show telling you this is the easy solution to like carmy having happiness but then the reality is that he really shouldn't have it at that point. Or if he does have it at that point, he should have set those standards from the beginning because he didn't even know that he wanted her to be his girlfriend. Like even from the introduction of him not giving her the real number, right? He didn't give her his real number because he didn't want to commit. He was afraid of that, like, oh, this is going to be a thing. And not in a bad way, but he was just afraid of it, right? Because he's so fucked up that he just has all these issues. And I think at the end of the day, it's again, maybe not the perfect timing. I hated how the show ended with him basically like accidentally confessing the way that he, you know, and again, you know, he's exaggerating, but at the same time, it's a dark truth. And to me, that, that is a story I didn't need, but by the end of it, that's why I love that last episode because that heartbreak <laughs> that, to me was way more significant than anything that, else. That, I don't know. Dude, that, that was and, too and, cheesy and, for me, man. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and I'll, I'll say another thing that, that, that really worked with it too is because the, the way that they did it, or um, I'm not sure if it was because of of the direction or just the acting. Like every time you saw her and any interaction that that she had with Carmi, she was always excited and and always mm. happy to talk to him or whatever. So so she seemed very like genuine, like super into him. Where he was more iffy about everything, yeah. but but that that's more like on him. And then the the uh, well, to me at least, the way that they made it seem is. Like all the issues that that he was having with the restaurant, that he wasn't as available, he wasn't paying as much attention. Uh, to me, they made it seem that they were him, not necessarily her. Um, y- yes, it was because of her that he was doing this, but like it was his choices that he was making that that he chose to like have her do this. Like th- there was plenty of opportunities for him to like say no or not do this or not do that or whatever. But then he kind of like put it on himself, and and they made absolutely. it easy to kind of blame him for for those issues instead of Claire. Yeah, I absolutely. did like I, I did like that shot at the end where like Richard and you know Carmen were talking to each other, but you could see it from the camera standpoint. Where oh like, yeah, you know, like I almost wish they would have done that like this. Yeah, like when Car. Yeah, kind of like that. I almost wish it was done that with, you know, Carmen and uh, Claire were like talking to each other. At least when he found out that she was there oh. listening, because yeah. then I could have seen it from like that perspective. Because I thought overall that was a really cool shot. But uh, guys, I really want to talk about the true hotness of this season, man. Like, I, I need to talk oh, about it. Cause, yeah, yeah, but but that but that's Will Palter, man. Like, come on, let's give that guy like some love for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, that's that's dude, the real he's so hot... good looking now, dude. So good looking now from like when he started about uh, what's the movie with Jennifer Aniston and <laughs> oh, the oh, yeah, vacation, meet the Millers, meet the, oh, meet the Millers, yeah, meet the, Mi- the Millers, yeah. So crazy that it just tells you that, like, I, again, you know, I felt like I was ugly, you know, and that, and I'm still considering myself pretty ugly, but it's like, maybe there's still hope for me. <laughs> maybe in my, in my early forties, late forties, I can uh, finally get to that level, but I feel handsome. You, you, you got to start wearing tight white shirts and then dye your hair blonde and let it poof out a little bit more. You're good, man. <laughs> um, well, well, I kind of knew he was coming because I think there was like, um, articles about like, oh, he's going to show up on, on the bear. So I kind of, that was ruined for me. But when I did did see his episode i like what we saw of him in, and uh i like the stuff that he 
showed Marcus how to, you know, be a better pastry chef. So that was really cool. And overall, I like the feeling of being in another country, kind of experiencing that culture, even though I don't know if I'll ever be there myself. I thought it was a beautiful, lovely place that if I could just get on a plane and go there for like a weekend, I would do that right now if I could or had the money or no responsibilities. Now it's a great episode too because you saw Marcus, someone who probably has never left Chicago, right? And I'm assuming because it just seems like he's a type because his mom, especially being sick at this point, but it's like the wonder in him, right? Like being there and just well, first of all, do you guys think Coco was real? Like the 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 cat, like because he even <laughs> he, he even Carmi when Carmi went back and he was talking yeah. about like him being in Copenhagen, he was also like oh feeding an uh, imaginary yeah, cat. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like I thought that was hilarious because yeah, Marcus yeah. had a moment where he's like, dude, what what am I feed like? What am I even changing the water for? Like you know. <laughs> yeah. So I but I, yeah, I think the wonderment of Marcus being there um, was really great. I think that was the moment that I was kind of like really. Falling in love for another theme of the show was that every second counts. And I don't know Mm -hmm. if you guys saw that from like the very first episode, you always had a clock on some scene on the back Mm -hmm. wall. And then as the show progressed, then it started manifesting into words, right? And even ending in the actual sign that Marcus did bring back or he did kind of order that said every second count and, you know, ties into Richie's episode too. But anyway, so like, I don't know. I think, I think that was the first episode where like chef Luca, right? Chef was Luca, chef Luca. Um, was the one that was really trying to teach Marcus that the most important thing of it is that every second counts and that everything had to be so precise. And I think that's the one episode that really kind of, not just because of the beauty, um, but just all the little intricacies, especially because you're talking about desserts, right? And then mm-hmm. you see these dishes and, oh my God, are they beautiful? And and like, I don't know if you guys ever eating like little dishes like that, but like every little speck, every little different component, it's amazing. And so I was sitting there during that episode drooling because what Marcus and uh, Chef Luca were making, and I'm just like, man, I want some of that right now. <laughs> and then also what they did with like all these different like characters that they added to to kind of like i i feel like they were kind of like the the ghosts that were guiding them kind of like from the um uh, scrooge or whatever but like but all nice ghosts kind of just guides in in their path to become better restaurant tours uh, but yeah because because uh like it, he was so relatable and the, the conversation they had with Marcus and then also chef Terry, um, uh, uh, Olivia Coleman, her and Richie, like their conversation, she seems so genuine, so nice. Like, I, I swear, I love her. Like every role that she's in, she's like a billion times likable. And, and then you had yeah. uh, her and then like all her staff in that restaurant with Richie, they, they ended up being like super cool, super supportive. And then, like pretty much everyone that that they had in all these restaurants, they were like, like the best people ever. And then, and then, then you have Carmi, like in all his flashbacks uh, of like all the trauma that he had from the, the 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 restaurant in New York, but like, but he was also in these other restaurants with these great people too that were actually like good people. So, so it's 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 crazy to kind of see what what his path was and compared to kind of what their path is, is going through. Dude, All right, so like, I, oh no. Sorry, I was going to say with Will Palter, when he's telling that story about like how he started being a chef and how he wanted to be the best, but then he finally got to this point in the restaurant where another young man, similar age started with him and he thought he was in competition with him, but then he clearly realized like, Hey, I'm not in competition because this guy is like faster, better, 
more more on top of things. I like the yeah. fact that he didn't end that conversation. Like Mark isn't in the conversation with being was that was that Carmen? Like I just like the fact that they didn't treat the audience like stupid enough to be like we have to tell them who he's talking about because if not, people are not gonna understand it. And the fact that they didn't, I was like, oh, thank God! Like they're actually trusting their audience to be smart enough to understand. Like that's who he was. Ro, don't tell me you were like I wonder who he's talking about. But but if if you were Ro, that's okay. But then at the I think it's the episode with Richie then he, they show that picture of them together and I'm like why I'm like now you kind of ruined that episode for me because I just like I didn't need to see this was the restaurant where they worked together I just needed like I knew the fact that it was he was talking about him so I feel that like they did that just to like make the audience feel like oh that's who he was talking about it's like I don't need that shit but, <laughs> you actually had a, but you actually have a great point because you just said you, you're happy that the show didn't treat us like stupid but guess who's kind of a little stupid Richie so who needs a visual aid? Richie. Oh my God. But Richie wasn't trained. It was Marcus. I did not put it together. No, 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 no. I did not put it together no, no, no. that the other chef he was talking about was Carmi. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Ro, Ro, Dude, even after you know, that picture, even after Ro, that ready. picture, you're, you're, Luca you're and Carmi, it still did not like. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Because I knew that he had a connection in Copenhagen. I knew he was in Copenhagen. But but like I never connected Carmi to that story. Story, and then oh now it totally makes sense. And, Bro, and, and, and I'm a fool, and I'm Bro, sorry. You're getting, you're getting the fork, I'm, all right, I'm man. I'm gonna... off the... Do it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm throwing the fork at you, all right. Ah, oh, that was there. The fork is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, but, but I, but I think. Fork. <laughs> But not not counting for the fact that I didn't think Raul was not going to get it. But what I was going to say, I think you, you had a great point, man. I think the show didn't treat us like stupid during Marcus's episode. But I think by the time we got to Richie's episode, Richie did need the visual aid. Richie uh, yeah. did need the, the he still needs people to prove to him that Carmi is a great chef and that there is reasons why he should follow him. But again, that was too funny, bro. Like, why, that was why too funny. Why just well, should have been like, I've always, yes, I've always known. <laughs> I, I cannot well, be the only one that was dumb enough that didn't put it together. Well, I mean, I don't know who knows. So don't, don't confess. Have had that picture. <laughs> don't confess people but you know well hey uh -huh. for 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 those of you guys listening to us listening to us right now carlos finally threw away that fork so we don't have to worry about any threats we don't have to worry about anyone <laughs> like forcibly holding a fork okay. at us so if you guys are listening to us no pressure no forks will be thrown at you but definitely you know i, I thank you for joining us keep joining us you know anywhere where you want to see us we're everywhere right now so Again, Carlos has no fork, no pressure, but you know, happy you're here. Thank you. <laughs> and 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 if you want to comment your support, or 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 that you also didn't put it together, feel free to do it, or or, I, or I'll just be here in this island by myself crying. I I, I never do this, idiot. but I'm gonna say if you watch the Bear season two, just at least go to this at part of the episode and at least listen to this because yeah, that uh, I just had to mute myself because that was just too funny, bro. That was <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not mean to throw you under the bus. <laughs> Well, there you go. Perfect, right? Let's get to the episode that we all want to talk about because I think that's where we're at kind of in the story, right? You threw is away that, that fork. Yeah, no, it's episode, episode six. Episode six. A little bit more, right? Because we we we, yeah, we showed no, our excitement. We, we we showed our excitement. We 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 know why, but why do you guys love that episode so much? What did you guys oh, take from it that 
obviously Dude. it seems like that the whole world is responding amazingly to that episode but Dude, this season and forks honestly i was holding a fork the whole time but <laughs> even the idea of like not finding a fork before coming to record here i'm like oh my god like why is forks always fucking missing like why can i never find a freaking fork or the, when they're needed um but i don't know for me i guess it was just like the chaos man like if anything the show builds up on like these chaotic scenes and that kitchen scene at the very end like, i don't want to get lead up to the very end but if you're asking me which part specifically at, at that at that point man where you know um he's holding the fork he's like don't throw it at me and it's just like i felt like i've been in that situation where somebody's either me saying that don't throw it at me or me getting ready to throw the fork at somebody and it's just like don't do it because you know the moment and even if you don't throw the fork you instantly like regret your decision of doing it because you almost felt like in this mentality like i had to do it just to prove a point but he didn't, and I'm glad that that episode did show a little bit of Mikey, how he was breaking down mentally. You know, that episode where, that moment where him and Carmen were, like, talking about, like, I don't know if it was opening up a new restaurant or just ideas in general, and then he walked away. And then you kind of see, finally, a moment where it's like, dude, this dude is not okay at all. Like, he's having, like, voices or some kind of mental breakdown, and he has to, like, slap himself. And it's just like, oh, dude, like, I felt so sorry for him, but... Those were the kind of moments in that show, besides the all-star cast, it kind of, like, got me to love it. And there was some funny moments, too. Like, I definitely love when John M Mulaney was getting that talk about the baseball card. <laughs> He's like, I will finance the $500, but you have to tell me, explain every to me, week. like, every of the journey. Yeah, everything about the, did you do with that? Because he just thought it was so funny, and uh, he really was the only one that I think was happy to be there. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he did. He really was really happy to be there. <laughs> and... and, and the the other like amazing thing about this episode is so so like the the, the season it had like this build up where where the first few episodes were kind of like taking you through these different stories to build up to the this clim climax of the the actual opening where like everything kind of crashes together um but th this episode alone kind of had the same thing you you kind of had like you were introduced to like a few of these characters um and then like the the younger versions of of these other characters so so yet carmy who apparently ha ha uh, hadn't been home for a long time and he was already in copenhagen um and then you have michael um there that 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 kind of like begged them to come home and then you saw their mom uh already like already an alcoholic and then then you you for the first time you really understand sugar and why she has like why she is kind of how she is because the way that she's she was affected by her mom's alcoholism was different than Carmi, which was different from from michael because they all reacted to it differently and then now i i guess i more thoroughly understand why she goes to uh uh al anon or whatever it's called um and then was pushing for Carmi to go too because before i thought it was just because of michael but now it makes sense that it's because of the mom and then, yeah. then you even see her build up uh, on her own because, like in the beginning, she was already like stressed and stuff like that, and she was drinking. And then, but she kind of kept getting worse because she was drinking more. And then she all these stupid fucking timers, um, and, and, and 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 that kind of goes back to the whole like every second counts thing, like all these timers going off every like minute, two minutes. And then kind of going crazy. The fact that Carmi is the only one helping her. The fact that like all Sugar cares about is the mom and how she's doing and asking how she's doing and driving her mom crazy because she kept <laughs> asking how, how she's doing. 
and then 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 you have uh, Richie's wife that's super pregnant and and kind of like oh, puking yeah. all over the place, and, and then and then like back when they were still kind of together, and then you saw Uncle Jimmy that that he was like put in that situation where 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 Richie kind of like lied obviously because it, it showed why their relationship probably didn't work uh and then it, it was good to contrast that to to richie's episode and kind of the, the growth that that he went through um in in all that time and then but the cool thing too with uncle jimmy is that you saw how he's tied into the family and then you had some random uncle mm-hmm. lee with uh, bob uh, odenkirk and then with uh, john mulaney and then with the awesome speech that he had during dinner too, but it, it was just it was it was a lot. And then also the 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 other cousin, uh, Sarah uh, Poulter, Paulson, Poulter, yeah, yeah, so, who Paulson? Sorry, Sarah Paulson, who who's the reason why he probably ended up in that restaurant in New York? In New York, just just really quick, is he the is the uncle Cicero like? Do we ever get a confirmation? Is he like does he have ties with mob or is he legitimately like a businessman <laughs> and he made his money the earnest way and he just has connections? Is that like more with his season setting? Because like, dude, at this point, like I haven't not seen this guy be like scary like a mobster should be. Because like you know, most of them are like friendly, but they have that face, and I don't know if it's just like we haven't gotten it and we're trying like he's earning it the moment where he, he is gonna go a little bit crazy on them, but. He seems like a great uncle. Like I just wanted to say that real quick. He oh, legitimately yeah. seems like a like a really really great uncle. Like I, I mean, wish I was per- that kind of uncle. <laughs> I mean, he's the perfect <laughs> uncle. He's the perfect uncle to this family. I don't think the mm-hmm. show's ever like confirmed that he's like necessarily in the mob. I think if anything is more like not corrupt dealings, but maybe something more with like control. He's, he's very Chicago politician. Very, very Chicago yeah. politician. Yes. And yeah, then I think that's Chicago all we need to know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and I don't think I need them to be in the mob. I think that's enough because we we, yeah. we recognize what those politicians mean to us and and yeah. to like <laughs> you know how we've grown up. So it's like to us, I think it's like seeing him. It's relatable. And but but yes, but then you see him in these scenarios, and you're like, man, but he is a great uncle, right? So yes, he might be doing some shady stuff on the side, but it's enough, and he clearly he loves sugar, right? Like there was that one scene earlier when he's just like, she's like, I, I got this, and then he's like, she's like, uncle, <laughs> like uncle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, so yeah, so he's he's a great one that we got to see in this episode. Um, but you guys did awesome, man. That I didn't even have to like. There's not too much to elaborate on, but. My favorite part about that episode, I think, to me, was that relationship between the mom and the siblings, right? Because, yeah, like, yeah. Raul and then Carlos, you both touched on it a little bit from different people. But I think it's just a cl- conglomerate, like, all together. You can absolutely tell that that is, like, the source of a lot of their problems, right? Not that we blame our parents for everything that happens in our lives, but you know it fucking affects the shit out of it, right? And so you saw that there. And, and I think not only what it was doing to Michael and what it was doing to Natalie, but I think Carmen specifically, it, it, it kind of showed me where Carmen gets it from, right? Because when you saw Carmen in the first season and when he was going through the craziest of not because of the stress and because of the, the trauma and everything that he had been going through, but those moments where he's so hyper-focused and it seems like a fucking mess and it seems like chaos, but he has it under control, that was the mom right there, that whole scene, right? Because you freaking look like chaos, but she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she was being a little manic. She was a little crazy with the drinking, and, and she 
she felt like at times she didn't have the help and in reality she wasn't asking for help at all times so it was more kind of in her head when she was asking or not asking but then even compared to this season two once you even get to like the last couple episodes and you or the last episode and you see Carmen again taking this this supposed role of like the the patriarch or like the the leader the chef and he kind of doesn't get overwhelmed but I think it's just that chaos that ultimately still boggles onto him and he results to anger and aggression that's very much the mom and I think that's what I love seeing the most in that episode because then later you know it, it's just the whole time I saw Carmen and Natalie and Sugar like differently. I definitely understood that it wasn't just about Michael's suicide, that it wasn't just about like a failed restaurant that wasn't doing well. It, it's definitely someone that's still alive and it still impacts their life because clearly we found out she was still alive. And to me, I'm like, well, shit, no wonder they are as bad as they are because not we didn't even know she was, or at least I missed it if we found yeah. out, if we knew before that she was alive. So no. I can just imagine the the whole stress of knowing that, you know, you have someone that's necessarily toxic, but it's that crazy. And then it's affecting you the way that it is. Um, but anyway, so it just makes you understand so much more of the, where their stress comes from, where their trauma comes from, and their psychological like abuse that they have. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that episode was just crazy. And then, yes, and then you have the freaking ending to that episode, right? Yeah, car right through the freaking wall. <laughs> it's funny because I could probably do that to my garage if I ever really wanted to. Not that I will, but I'm just saying, like, if I was to just press forward, I would go right right through the living room. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But no, I mean, that's crazy because then, yeah, yeah, that's another thing that it's like they, they're well, probably because that was like four years before. They're probably yeah. still thinking about that like every other that time. They're like, well, dude, mom, all the time. Go- uh-huh. That's a, so, so w- w- was that Christmas or Thanksgiving or what? What, what holiday was it? Because it, it was a colder right? holiday, I think. I feel Christmas like it was because Christmas. they were because they were doing like the seven fish mm-hmm. and all these other biblical things. I just assume it was Christmas. I think they well, say Christmas, dude. Was, and the facts, uh, yeah. yeah. No, oh, yeah, it was the, yeah, the sweaters. <laughs> Ready? Uh, one, two, three. Let's all go together. <laughs> and then let's dance. <laughs> no, I just wanted to talk about the brother um, Saul Goodman or. Um, Bob, uh, Uncle Lee? Lee? Yeah, like Uncle Lee. Uh, was he like Bob a crooked businessman when he was trying to like be like, hey, I have this deal and, you know, you could get some commission out of it. You close it for me. Was we meant to believe that he was kind of like giving her bad financial advice, guidance, or even trying to take advantage of her? You know, when he's talking to her on the floor, like I was kind of like trying to understand like his purpose like with the family like it's more like people don't like this guy because he's just like legitly into like really nasty deals that you don't want to be part of i think he was just pushing his like uh, he's out of bounds okay like i think he was just trying to help her but like they clearly are too proud for that help um i i think that's all that's all i took it as like it was just a stupid suggestion because they were going to be too proud to take it and it just you know it was kind of like a easy oh here i'll help you here, I'll help you. Like, here, here's some money. Like, you know, so that's basically what he was saying. It's like, I, I got you with this deal. Here's some money. And then she's like, no, fuck you. Like, that uh, makes oh, sense. Yeah. yeah. I have a question. So, so, um, for in this episode, did you guys struggle to figure out what his role was or like who he was in, in like in this family? Because uh, I mean, for, I'm going to be a while. I thought, I thought that he was maybe like the boyfriend to, to the mom or like a few different things. I'll, I'll and, be honest. And, I, I knew I was yeah. going to ask that question, so I Google what each one of the roles was, just because yeah. I'm like, I'm not coming to this episode like and asking you guys like, tell me, because I'm like, I don't even think I would be able to comprehend. So I needed to know and watch it. 
to really understand like the connection with the family. So I kind of like cheated on that. So quick, go All right. tell us. So, so explain it. Go. No, I, no, I don't want to. That's the whole reason why. I, that's why the whole reason why I read it. So I wouldn't have but, to. But, but 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 I think it's but I think it was fun. Yeah, because it's same thing, Raul. Yeah. Like we were kind of wondering when we were watching this. Like, wait, so is that yeah. supposed to be like the the like the dad, boyfriend or stepdad? I didn't yeah. think it was the dad, but I definitely think because no. they showed a picture of the dad before. But um, well, no, I don't what? know. I just assumed it was something different, and then also couldn't tell. Like besides the the cousins, I still couldn't yeah. tell like all the relations. It took me a while to really like try to figure out the relationships. But I think that's what works with the episode because you're just like, what the heck is going so, on? Like, <laughs> well, I like the fact with Richie. Now we understand that he yes. is sort of a cousin because he's part of the family because of this relationship that he got married and had a child with you know one of their cousins so it's like yeah like okay now it makes sense not just like a childhood friendship or i call you cousin because we're that close it's like no they he legitly had a connection with somebody in the family so i like that they did that for the for the show yeah 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 because i i thought that he was just cousin because they grew up together and he was like michael's best friend but but you know that's why ramon's my cousin because we just grew up together (laughs) (laughs) this is gonna be so so like lost to everyone that doesn't know all of our friends like this is how george is with everybody from uh everybody from teca because they're all his cousins (laughs) cousins yeah Yeah. but i mean yeah no it was it was a great episode honestly um i'll be like wondering if you know when it comes to like emmy nominations or what if they specifically get an emmy especially the mom um what's her name from halloween Uh, jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis Curtis, if she gets the nomination because obviously her performance was so freaking over the top but crazy but also relatable and just all of it i think that that it it matters when you bring in these great actors that have been doing i'm I'm gonna say television not to like bring shortcomings into like the performance but you know for anybody that hasn't seen better call saul amazing great Mm -hmm. one of the best shows that you know if i could say like hey what's the last show you want to watch before you we freaking like send you off to like prison or something for the rest of your life like it would be like like let me watch better call Saul because it's such a good show and if i could even get a little bit of breaking bad with it even better but uh but it was so Mm -hmm. good and i think people are always going to be referring to this show because of the all the actors and the connections so i wouldn't be surprised if we see more episodes like this in other shows and they all call it like oh they're doing a the bear situation with episode six you know like i think more shows are going to be like get smart like that like hey let's get these big actors for one episode and then let's get them out of here yeah and to that point i I actually like the the idea that it's like a lot of these are tv actors in a sense like tv show actors because it gives them more time to develop these characters right like when some actors like do these movies like we get to meet them for like two hours and then that's it and that that role is gone unless they're being recasted or you have uh, sequels or trilogies but i think that's what really works for some of these actors like we grow to like see them as like great performers throughout like years of like acting and then i think when they come in and they're introduced to a show like this that you already have someone as amazing as like um freaking uh carmy and other people it's like it's so easy to kind of like go with the flow and just kind of do what you're doing and i don't know i i just keep loving all the people in here but um no and like no go ahead and and uh uh, let me know if if there's any re- relevance here. So um, I know Bob Erdenkirk is from Chicago Land. Yeah. Um, I know John Mulaney is from Chicago Land. Ooh. Is Jamie Lee Curtis and like some of and Sarah Paulson also from Chicago Land? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. The funny thing about Bob 
um, you know, that you mentioned because he's from Chicago. He actually grew up in Naperville. And if you yeah, read some of it, like his Wikipedia pages, he'll tell you like he wanted to get the F out of Naperville. He hated Naperville. He wanted to escape it. He got out of here, I think, when he was like 16, 17. As soon as he could get out of here, he got out of Naperville. He just go went on record to say like, I hated that town. So I thought we think it's kind of funny when <laughs> thinking, talking about him. Not gonna stress my comments about towns, but well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, um, keep in mind yeah. he's not saying Chicago; he's just saying Naperville. And I mean, I could probably, in a way, see why he probably meant that. Say it says that, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> again, we know again, Naperville. Again, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know where we're from, so we don't have room to talk <laughs> in a different spectrum. So, uh, but anyways, I, I, uh, I, I mean, I'm, it, I'm glad I changed my shirt for this. <laughs> well, no. I know we still got like a few good things to like really sneak in before we're done. But like, yeah, I mean, leading from that freaking fork being thrown across by freaking Michael, um, you know, then the next episode is the Richie episode and his yeah. name Forks, right? And his name Forks because, so proud of you him. know, it's great, right? Carmi sends him to like go have this experience of, of growth, right? But Richie, again, being kind of dumb, he doesn't trust it. He doesn't get it. He thinks that Carmi's trying to get rid of him. But in reality, you know, he starts doing this mundane, like, cleaning of the forks for hours and hours. And so he, right away from the beginning, he's like, fuck you, cousin. Like, he just thinks that it's just such a thing. But, man, by the end of that episode, like, I think we were cheering. We were clapping, uh, like, crying a little bit Dude. because his growth was amazing. Dude, I would put Taylor Swift on right now if I need. But I know we're going to get copyrighted, <laughs> so I won't. But... I was crying when he was like riding home, proud, speeding in his car in Chicago. And I was just like, I was so proud, man. And like, legitly, like my wife was next to me and I, I was like turning left, pretending to play with the dog so she wouldn't see me cry. That's how, <laughs> that's how emotional I got with that episode. And if I'm being honest, that was my favorite episode out of all of them. I don't care how many stars there was in episode six. I don't care what happened at the final episode. Like, this one meant so much because I saw this character that the season started with him saying, like, I don't feel like I have a purpose. What's my purpose, cousin? Like, what do I do? Episode six, he's trying to get a job, trying to provide for his family. You know this guy is just kind of, like, trashy. Nobody nobody believes in him. His daughter's like, oh, mom has you under, like, I forgot what exactly what it was on his phone. And she's like, why does she call you that? So it's like this guy all of a sudden like it clicked with him like his purpose clicked and he was finally like i'm gonna wear suits and that's who i am now and i'm gonna be like this professional individual and dude, it just i loved it like again this mm -hmm. this episode episode seven with richie was my favorite episode of the whole season yeah and i think he yeah, was surprised dude. too to see that people received it very well they're like he's like oh i'm a suit guy now and they're like looks good on you and then he's like <laughs> oh okay so you know that was great yeah, and then also you kind of get that moment when when he still thinks that that Carmi was trying to get rid of him, and mm -hmm. then he was gonna throw it in his face like, "Yeah, you try to get rid of me, and but I'm thriving. Everybody there loves me. I'm actually <laughs> doing this now and that and whatever." And and because it, it hadn't clicked for him yet, and then at one point it finally clicks where where he really learns that like that restaurant is all about the experience and all the yeah. effort they do. In, in making such a perfect experience for every guest. And, and that's the reason why that restaurant is what what it is. And and that's why Carmi sent him is so that he can learn because Carmi saw that in him as well. And and and, and you kind of got like inklings of it, like in, in especially in the first season. Like like those those moments where when like the, the regulars came in um and, and he was kind of like serving them or whatever. because uh, he was typically the, the cashier. So you kind of got those glimpses but then there, you kind of saw it like at the peak, so especially mm -hmm. when he went to to present the 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 deep dish pizza, 
and, and you kind of saw it like in this high end restaurant, and he's still being his Chicago oh self. Yeah. I was I was thinking he was gonna mess it up, so thank God he didn't. Especially with the thing in the back, I was like, oh no. I know it was just uh, it was crazy and it was uh, it was cool, but uh, I don't know Ramon how you felt about the episode in general. No, I mean, well, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. I still don't think it's my favorite, but it's definitely one of my top favorites. Yeah. Like I said, at least it got a more emotional response out of me than most of the other ones, aside from six and the last one. But it's that mm-hmm. for that reason, right? Because again, you see, this is probably the person that was the most like harsh and in or I guess the one that we struggled with the most, right? Like we all kind of hated him a little bit in the beginning because he's so annoying. He seems like he's just like a kind of like a, in a, a this is in the way all the time. You know, he doesn't really make sense with what Carmi is envisioning, but yet he's kind of being, you know, carried through. Like Carmi wants him to be part of it. And just to finally see him understand his purpose, which obviously you mentioned and it's like a huge part of the episode. And then I think for me, what's more important is also like afterwards, this is the fact that how everybody received him, like I said, and his transformation, because then you see it proceed, right? It's not just from that episode, but then he's like being OCD about like pens. And then when they're doing the interviews, he even turns the napkin so that (laughs) see if that person fixes it. And so like, it's like he definitely evolved to a whole nother level. And to me, that was beautiful because this is a, a character that I, in the beginning, struggled with like really like i mean again i understand his importance in the show and why he's important why he's there but i think it makes you feel kind of crappy when someone doesn't have it together in their 40s um he was struggling with the relationship he has a daughter he loves but clearly because of the failed relationship that's not really there and so it just seemed like that's the guy that everybody's Mm -hmm. shitting on all the time and he clearly acts the way he does that because he does but there you go he now finally resolved it. he figured out his purpose and he's doing amazing but no. Yeah, and even that, even that one girl kind of wanted to like. You could tell that it was like she was oh. flirting with him, and I'm like, dude, catch on! Like she's flirting with you. <laughs> he doesn't need that either now, though. Cause that would have been like a whole freaking downhill from there too. I mean, mm. besides the last episode, is, is there anything else in in those couple next episodes that are significant that we should mention? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a lot of just a build up to like getting the restaurant open, and it has to like pass this test. So I don't know, I man, I'm ready to talk about the last episode, but yeah. if you feel like you want to well, talk about the stress test. No, no, just a quick, the quick detail that you did remind me about is, is I loved how FAC, uh, the, the service guy, the, 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 oh my God, the handyman, um, noticed that because of the burnt picture, he realized that Michael probably turned off the security system to the fire suppression crazy. system. <laughs> and, I, and I love that because then that's against goes to show you how fucked up Michael was at that moment and how much he was struggling with himself that he then reminded you about him trying to burn down the restaurant and reminded you about Carmi's like psychological, like, uh, illusion of him like letting the restaurant burn um so it was another little great moment but yes other than that i'm obviously glad that the freaking fire suppression happened otherwise we yeah. wouldn't have a I possible know. season three but yeah that last mm-hmm. episode i mean the last episode i mean uh, i'm gonna need you guys because i feel like we've talked about it you know sprinkles of it throughout the whole thing but i think you guys were kind of making me feel like wait till the last episode wait till the last episode and then when the final episode me. came in yeah, I think a little bit of both of you, but I think just because like maybe you built that anticipation, and again, it was a great episode. Like, don't get me wrong, definitely. If the if the Richie one was like my first, it probably was like my third episode favorite one, but it wasn't like, oh my god, I can't wait for the Bear season three. Like, it was just kind of like it was nice. I understood like the chaos. It was kind of some of the stuff was funny where that guy's doing mad in the back, <laughs> and then Sydney <laughs> Sydney puking. Um, but I guess the reason why I wasn't really like 
stressed as they were is because I understood that also this was like a family and friends night. So I'm like, I don't know. I mean, that's the whole point of this night for you guys to fail and see what didn't work, what did work, and then try again when you do open for business. So that's why to me it felt like, I don't know if I should really care that they're stressing so much because at the end of the day, nobody there is going to write them a bad review unless they purposely got like a some kind of reviewer to be there. But yeah, I wasn't too stressed as they were, man. I don't know. <laughs> and I just I watched mean, that right before doing the recording. And I and I can I can see what you mean, but I'll tell you exactly why I like that episode a lot. And actually, I, I don't know. It's probably not going to sound right if I say that's my favorite episode. But I think for me, it was very significant. And I think because it is a little bit obviously looking beyond the chaos. I think at this point, um, for me, I was looking at everything else that was going on. I think really significant things that happened in the episode, right? When the mother finally showed mm -hmm. up, I think that was yeah. huge, right? And, and it wasn't only that. It was, first of all, obviously, like, Natalie Sugar, she was still kind of very much, like, waiting for her, waiting for her. That was her distraction. That was her thing that she can't get over. Like, she's the one that doesn't have closure in that relationship. It was great to see the mother there. But at the same time, you know, obviously when when Pete went out there to, to meet her and just seeing her like struggle with this, she just can't. And it's almost like you have to like really get into a really dark place. It's not that she can't be happy for them, but it's like she doesn't want to admit it. And, and it's part of this weird like family trauma that she can't get over that it's like she perhaps is proud of them. But at the same time, you already saw in episode six that that whole family is just so fucked and the relationship is so like aggressive and abrasive that is this so difficult i like her breaking down the way she did there and most importantly because remember how natalie in that episode six kept on asking her if she was okay mm -hmm. in this episode the mother asked p if everything uh, he he she asked him for him to confirm that everything was okay so it's almost like she kind of flipped the tables on herself and now she's the one that needed to hear that everything's okay like, because at the same time, like, to me, it just felt like, yes, she's trying to grow too, but it's harder for her for whatever reasons. Because obviously, we don't know her whole story, but, like, it's harder for her. Well, obviously, the mom and her dad, that son. Anyways, but, yeah, I just, I think it was a hard moment for her. And, and I think seeing that, and if you really looked into that scene, that's very significant. Because, again, now she's switched to role reversals. Now she wants to hear that everything's okay. And then my last, last thing that why it was so magnificent to me is the fact that everything that Carmi created, he had no control over at the end. He locked himself <laughs> in the stupid fucking fridge that his fall, because he was neglecting that the whole really few good. months that they were working on it. And, and, and it was beautiful because like here you have this thing that he worked so hard to get. He worked this thing that he was very passionate about. I mean, the whole point of episode or season one was the fact that he ultimately wanted to build up to this moment. Well, here's this moment. Yes, it's not the final opening night, but it's still like a good proof to him that he, he has to learn his lesson. And I think that's the best way of him learning his lesson. And it wasn't even just a simple, hey, you got locked in the closet, like, or you got locked in the walk-in fridge. It was like, not only did you get walked in there, you couldn't be there to help. Your team figured it out without you, which is a good thing. And then he ultimately had to kind of confess and kind of accidentally broke up with um, Care, uh, Claire um, by, by, by all those means. So to me, everything unraveled at that moment. And that was significant to me because I'm like, well, fuck, now I'm really curious to see what happens next season because he has to rebuild up again.
Roman, did you think it was going to be a one-shot episode? Because that's how the beginning started. Like, everything was just being done one shot. And I was like, oh, my God, are they really going to do this for 40 minutes? But, I mean, um, eventually they stopped. But, dude, I would have been so impressed had they kept it going. I'm like, dude, this is insane. That would have been hard with everything going in the, the, the kitchen, exactly. the front of the house. Yeah. And then even outside when he went, when Pete went to meet the mom. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, again, yes, the chaos was great in a sense. But, yeah, it wasn't as significant because I don't think it was necessarily about the chaos. But I think it was about Carmen definitely learning his lesson and him fucking stuff up. So now he has to, in the new season, hopefully rebuild a lot of that. Because it's like, how is he going to talk himself out of that with Claire? You know, well, now he's well, going to have to. Yeah. Well, well I mean, Ramon, what you, don't, what you didn't see is that there was end credit scenes where Claire was driving and her car went <laughs> over a bridge. And she oh, like landed on. in the water and she's dead, man. So Claire's gone. <laughs> she's not coming back. Excuse me, Mother. Bravo, go ahead. Tell your thing. I'm going to go walk out of this room for a little bit. I'm going to go cry. <laughs> don't do bad, all right? <laughs> no, no. We're almost done. No, no. No, dude, and, and, and like I, I second pretty much everything that Ramon said. But because even with that, you still kind of had those sprinklings of chaos and like those moments that, that you saw like, oh, shit, like this is when it's all going to go to share whatever. It, because the, you kept hearing like, "Hey, where's Josh or whatever his name was, um, <laughs> or, or whatever." And, but like periodically, you would see him kind of like like chopping like a master or whatever, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and then and, and then and then everything was going well, and then you, you saw uh, that like the whole thing with uh, Marcus and 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 what's her name, um, with Sydney, and then kind of like that little blow up that they had, and then. And then you kind of saw Sydney also kind of getting overwhelmed with all the tickets and, and the system that they had and all that stuff. And then uh, also you kind of saw um, Sydney again, like that moment towards towards the end after they were done. You, you you just kept hearing the like the machine that made me think like, oh, do they have more tickets? But they uh, just yeah. ran out of paper or like, yeah. and then they never said anything about it. They so never like, said anything they, about was it. Was it just yeah. her head or what? Or, so, so like, <laughs> I, now I'm wondering if it was a flashback of of that one time that they set up the, the online order, the to-go ordering or oh, whatever. Oh, and, yeah, possibly. Richie yeah. had a chance to prove himself like twice. Cause oh, like, both, dude, he killed he, it. He, he killed it. He took over that kitchen. He did his job. And then yeah. the freaking chocolate-covered banana that he fucking gave Jimmy, oh, man. Like, yeah. Jimmy. So that, that, so that even he proved to Jimmy that he's not a fucking asshole. <laughs> so two things really quick. That, and I'm sorry. I'm taking it a little bit back to the beginning. But like that one guy that went to school with that lady, he quit. The, the school right and then he just not yeah, part of the restaurant the okay school, yeah but then he was like teaching himself how to be a really good dishwasher or something does that mean he's trying to like come back into no, the restaurant no, no. So, so so i think he's gonna be the one that's gonna be doing that window um okay i was just wondering yeah, like, but, what yeah, the but it, it, was. yeah but in order to open it they they, they need somebody to do like an eight hour online class or whatever Oh, okay. Then. Yeah. And then my sec and my second thing about this whole thing that I want to just really quick, Ramon, you'll appreciate this, but I thought it was really funny when uh they couldn't use the kitchen and Carmen was showing Sydney about like these are the dishes I'm thinking and he and he drew them and it was just like masterpieces and she's like, What the hell? Like you're trying to be like the sixteenth chapel. Yeah. Oh my god. It's just I, another I level of yeah, just another level of how like talented he truly is. <laughs> I thought Cindy was funny because when the moment that she's kind of starting to doubt it, and she's and he's like, "Wait, or do you not like it?" And she's like, "Why are you kidding me? Like, you just freaking went ahead and drew all this. Like, of course, like <laughs> I know you care." I, I thought it was funny that he added like the seven fish dish 
into that I chaos menu that they did because another significant thing about like you know him the getting over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and that's another the thing. Michael, oh, that was, yeah. that's a beautiful thing because again, that last episode was all about getting over the trauma, getting over a lot, of, or at least taking bigger steps to get over that trauma and yeah you're you're right like all those things and you reminded me of that carlos that's great because in that drawing i you did see the seven fish dish and then then later yes of course that leads to the end and that's part of their menu the cannolis are part of the menu <laughs> and that was the cannoli i love cannolis man i don't yeah i don't know you i don't know if you fuck cannolis are great but i yeah, love that cool. yeah <laughs> there no, you go I, yeah. oh yes yes <laughs> but no I, I love the idea that carmi even said that though that he wants to retake cannoli because if you think about it, that's what that fork landed that Michael threw at Uncle Lee. And so that was must have been like engraved in his head as a sign of trauma that that fork was in the cannoli. So he was never going to touch a cannoli for the rest of his life because it reminded him of that day. It reminded him of mom freaking running through the, the house or I mean crashing into the house and uh, for him to retake it back. And, and also the way they describe the cannoli, man. I'm like, come on, hook it up. Give me, give me one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's man, amazing. that was a beautiful freaking season, man. I, it was yeah. great. Yeah, no, I wish there was more <laughs> shows like this. I think the big thing that people took from it is like, you don't have to do crazy sci-fi, crazy budgets. All you need is like good writing, good actors, and a good setting to like have a really good show. Because actually, uh, Ramon, I know you're not on Twitter or anything. But this show, I think it's doing really great for Hulu. I think it's become one of their most watched, like, ever. Uh, so if you look it up, like, how well it's performing. So we're definitely going to get a season three. Like, people yes. are, like, loving it. People are, like, talking about the bears still trending on Twitter. So it's definitely nobody has to be worried about, like, oh, are we going to get a season three? Because this is right now one of the most popular shows, I think, nationwide. Or it definitely is in California and here in Chicago, from what I can tell. Yeah. So I'm sure in other parts of the country. <laughs> What, 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 could, well, like, I, 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 they better do another season because, like, the, the way that this ends, it, there, there's so many questions I used to have, like, like, what's going to happen with Carmen Claire? What, what's going to yeah. happen? Like, what, what happened with uh, Marcus and his mom? Yeah, we'll oh, get yeah. out of that. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. get out of the car. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and then, the, and then also, like, the restaurant, like, that, that was just the friends and family kind of like soft open yeah, or, soft or whatever open. that they had. But they, it, it, like, is it going to be enough? Because also, you you saw Sugar and uh, Richie talking about how they they only had like four reservations for like two weeks, or, or like a week, and then after that, then it was just more spotty. There was no wait list, uh, and all that stuff. And and they're trying to do like Sydney's trying to get a, a mission to star, which is like a re- big like fucking deal. So it's it's it was a whole like there's a lot of things still kind of pending. And then, like, yeah. is 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 Marcus ever going to come back from firing uh, Josh, <laughs> <laughs> or did he pick up the pipe and then just started yeah, smoking no. too? Because you know, <laughs> when she went outside to puke, I thought like, like I thought like, is she going to see Marcus like smoking too? <laughs> nah. I don't know, but I think you have a point, Raul. Like the first season ended, and I think I was okay with just if it was the one season. I think we mentioned that last time too. Like it just felt great. I'm like, dude, I don't need anything else, but. This final episode of this season, definitely, you, you need to know. I, I just can't imagine how they're going to step it up. And then now that we know that now the restaurant's going to be fully open, I don't know what kind yeah. of pace, what well, kind of world they're going to live in. Like, it's, you know, I'm excited. 
Hey guys, so like, you know, we've been doing this for for at least six months now and, you know, I really appreciate you guys and I really think, you know, we're talking about restaurants and, you know, what, you know, what it means to us, the food, but we should get together, man. Uh, I was going to say Ramsey. What, in person? Um, Gordon, what? In person. Go, Gordon, Ramsey just opened, Gordon Ramsey just opened a brand new restaurant like Nero's. I say we get together, we get to enjoy some good food and then we Did can be really? critics and be like, we don't like this BS food, like, uh, but yeah, we should do something like that, man, and uh, get a picture of us and put it up on our Instagram. But as always, you guys have been great, man. I can't wait to talk about more stuff with you guys. Absolutely, Word. I mean, and, and I'm gonna hold you up to that, man. And it yes, better not be, and, and it better not be any like dumb menu movie type of thing. Like, I don't want to be burned alive. <laughs> like, just, just better no. treat me to some good food. Well, <laughs> if I'm there with uh, 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 Anya Taylor Joy, then then I, I'm, I might be willing to do it. If you're there with uh, Anya Taylor John, you're doing great. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you guys soon. Adios. Hey. <laughs>